the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. It's Thursday night here on AM 1170, The Answer, and I am so happy to be back. I took last Friday off and took a little vacay, went down to Mexico, spent the weekend down in Cabo and just had a phenomenal time. Uh, but I'm glad to be back with you guys and not just because living in San Diego is really no sacrifice. It ain't exactly hard to get on a plane and come back from vacation to beautiful San Diego, and it's certainly uh, never a bad day for me to get to come into the studio and spend an hour with you all. And I'm especially pleased tonight because I'm not only sharing the hour with you all out there on Twitter and follow me on Andrea K5 and friend me on Facebook, but I am also sharing this time and this space tonight with, first of all, back on Thursday night, is none other than Todd, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yay! In fact, he's so awesome. I'm going to start calling him DJ Crudite from now on because he's a step above carrot sticks but he's actually over in the corner and not actually working the board himself tonight because the special guest for me in studio drum roll for you longtime andrea k listeners you might recognize this voice say hi out there hello 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 how are you tonight andrea? yeah i'm awesome how many of you out there, you longtime Andrea K listeners, recognize that voice? That is none other than DJ Dijon D. Dylan. Yeah, Dijon <laughs> Dylan. I don't know if Sandra Stevens is listening tonight because I think Sandra was the one who actually gave him that nickname. Dylan actually started here on KCBQ. What about like a month ago, Dylan? Uh, yeah, around that. Yeah. Well, three weeks, maybe. Yeah, I heard that he was interviewing for a board op position here, and so I basically went and just begged, bragged Got me him. the job, essentially. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Okay, maybe I would. But anyway, I just bragged him, you know, all over the place here at the station, and I'm just thrilled to have him here among this top-notch group that we have here at KCBQ AM 1170. And speaking of top-notch, speaking of hot witches and top skills, it's none other than calling in all the way from St. Louis, my gal. Alicia Dern. Hello, hello. Hey. Now, Alicia, did you ever call in and were you ever a part of the show when Dijon Dillon was working the boards? No, uh, this is the first time I've met him, so nice to meet you. Well, you nice are. Nice to meet you. Yeah, well, you are in some good hands tonight, Alicia, because you got Excellent. Todd in here, you got Dylan in here, you got me in here. Well, I am glad. I don't. Dijon asked me, where, he said, Is she calling in? Is she coming in? I said, I, One of these days, I'm going to get her back actually in the studio with me. Right now, you're a little sore from working out. So you may yeah. not even be able to get on a plane to come visit me anytime soon, right? 
I, I could barely get out of the bathtub. <laughs> I did way too many uh, lunges. <laughs> I did the same thing when I came back from Cabo. I decided, you know what? I've been eating nothing but refried beans and tacos for like four days. I got to get back in the gym. Of course, I overdid it to the point where I couldn't walk the next day. But anyway, I'm recovering. Um, want to get into it. Um, I, I'm actually, before I do my usual monologue and go into my stories that I that I put out there on Facebook today, uh, the breaking news happened on the way to the studio tonight from my home state, my peeps down in Louisiana. Uh, my buddy Timothy Shea was the first one to bring this to my attention. There was a shooting out um, by way of Lafayette, which is east, um, out west of Baton Rouge by, you know, I don't know, uh, 45 miles or so and at a movie theater. Not a whole lot of details so far right now. Um, you know, we know that the shooter, we know that I think three dead and about 10 or so injured. I think the um, he, the shooter shot two people, and the word is that he committed suicide himself. What we know right now, supposedly, is that he's an older white male. Um, but, you know, typically at this stage of a shooting, we don't have a whole lot of accurate information that comes out. It's almost like wartime reporting. Because remember when George Zimmerman, we were told that George Zimmerman was a white Hispanic, right? Remember when we were told that the shooter in Aurora, Colorado was a Tea Party member guy and it wasn't? It was some college kid. Uh, remember when we were told that it, the Boston bombing uh, terrorist attack was probably because it involved some slow cookers. It was probably some Southern crazy people and it ended up being some Islamic Chechen, you know, rebels, you know, that had no business being here in the States. So, you know, right now we know very little and, you know, they're not even releasing the name. What we do know is that um, he supposedly didn't say anything when he opened fire. So he did not, you know, say Allahu Akbar. So chances are it probably wasn't anything related to that. And I think that's all we know. Have you heard anything else other than that, Alicia? Uh, yeah, they've identified him and said that he is a 58-year-old white male. Yeah, but we uh, they have his name, but they didn't release his name. Yeah, yeah, right. They haven't released his name. They say they know who he is, um, and that's but that's the only uh, identifying information that they'll release right now. Yeah, and you know I don't know why they wouldn't release the name. They didn't release the name in the in the uh, Chattanooga shootings initially, uh, and the cops actually were the ones who leaked the name, and it was because it was a Muslim. And um, and I reported last week that the U.S. attorney had ties to the local mosques and and the word on the street was that the cops were angry that he withheld the name and that he did it to try to protect. As, you know, it was going to come out eventually. Right. I mean, why are we why are we withholding names? I don't know. It could be because they want to notify next of kin. So maybe throughout the hour uh, we'll find out more information. Maybe Todd and Dylan can keep watching this story for us and, and bring more more information. But I want to make sure that we, you know, everybody here at the Andrea K show that we, we're going to give our thoughts and our prayers to, to the victims and everybody involved because anytime anything like this happens, it has so many far-reaching effects. There's so many victims involved, even from the people three movie theaters away terrorized at the sound of the gunshots. And, of course, Alicia, by the time our show is finished, we're probably going to you know hear the drumbeat of you know gun control. Gun control. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's funny that you said that because President Obama was just interviewed by the BBC today and he said his biggest frustration in his in his uh, policy and his, that he's not been able to put through has been gun control. Well, yeah, and you know, I was actually thinking when I was prepping for today's show, and we're going to talk a little bit later 
about uh, the, you know, gun store owner in Florida who has declared, you know, a Muslim free zone. You know, as I was prepping for today's show, um, I was thinking about that story. And I was also thinking about the story about how we've got so many civilians that are going around at military recruiting stations and other military places, armed civilians having to protect the formerly armed you know, we, we always called them the armed forces. Now they're actually the unarmed forces. And we've got civilians that are actually going around to these recruiting stations and sitting standing posts to protect the military. It's supposed to be the other way around. And I thought today, hey, that ain't going to be going on for very much longer if Obama has his, has his way. Because, you know, he's got about 16 months left to achieve all of his agenda. And, and gun control, which is about people control, is high on the list. And so we can expect that as more details come out about the story, that this is just going to be one more excuse uh, to try to get gun control over on on everybody um so our hearts go out to those down there affected uh, if you're just tuning in you're listening to the andrea k show right here on am 1170 the answer and um you know in some ways i i you know i had my whole show planned and i thought this kind of threw a wrench in it but actually it didn't because what i was thinking about today when i was prepping for the shows is that i was thinking about how so many of the stories they all seem to have a through line for me for some reason And today I was thinking about um, wars and enemies and the fact that we seem to be, no matter what the war is and the battlefront is right now, our government seems to be on the wrong side of it. We We seem to be attacking the wrong people and we seem to be defending the wrong people. And, you know, when you think about a story like this, you know, the wrong people were attacked in that movie theater, but, you know, um... If, if it becomes about gun control, then that's actually, you know, putting more Americans uh, in the line of fire in terms of, of a, a, um, a cultural war that might be happening in these in, in these situations. Um, you know, you look at the other stories, you know, clearly when you look at this Iran nuke deal, and we're going to spend a little time talking about that, you know. <laughs> We're really you look at so many of the different elements going on with the fact that the radical Islam is in a war against the United States of America. And you look at everything the Obama administration has done, in particular, this Iran nuke deal. And we are clearly we have switched sides and we are on the side of the enemy in that situation with Israel and Americans being being the target of our enemies. That's one story we're going to talk about. You talk about the 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 left and the administration defending Planned Parenthood, the defense that's been coming out about these people and this organization, this criminal organization that is literally waging a war on children. And that's disturbing and depraved, to say the least. You know, you you look at a war that's being waged uh, politically and culturally against the citizens of the United States through its own government with the IRS. And we're going to talk a little bit more. This was a, this was a scandal that broke, what, two years ago, Alicia? Oh, Obama said not a smidgen of corruption in the IRS. They were targeting American citizens strictly for having an, uh, an opposing political viewpoint. That is a war against its own citizens. And that is just, you know, shocking in and of itself. Um, you know, we've got an open border to where... We are allowing in and encouraging and bringing in a crime wave against American citizens through the open border. And we've got we've got an administration now that's not only not doing anything to stop it, but is actually on the side of those criminals. And we're going to talk about that. And that's the illegal administration story. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about all these stories on the other side of the break. I am joined here tonight with Alicia Dern, my legal libertarian analyst sitting in on the board up tonight is our special guest. Dijon Dillon and also Todd. Hey, don't change that dial, folks. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170. The answer. 
got questions? We've got answers. AM 1170, The Answer. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. Hi, Mark Larson from my friends at Mark Motors Body Shop. That's spelled M-A-R-C-K, Mark Motors Body Shop. Been around in town for about 65 years now, the absolute best. You have an accident, your car, your truck, your SUV needs to be put back together again. You need the best body shop. You can count on our friends at Mark Motors. We've used their services over the years. We refer family and friends to them as well. They know how to deal with all the insurance aspects and getting the auto body shop work done. You know they're as close as a phone call, 619-440-0436. But maybe you didn't know this. They now have a new shuttle van to make it even more convenient. A new shuttle from Mark Motors Body Shop so they can take you home when you drop off your car for repairs and they pick you up and the repairs are finished. Kind of thing that they do. That's why they're so good and why people have been counting on Mark Motors Body Shop for years, as we have. 619-440-0436 is the number to call. 440-0436 or online Mark Motors, M-A-R-C-K, markmotors.com. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 1170 The Answer. AM 1170 The Answer.com. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Uh, you know, Todd is he made the musical selections for tonight. Seems there's a big feud going on. I may have to ask Della B about this feud tomorrow night because it involves Nicki Minaj and what's her Taylor Swift. Okay, so I actually like Taylor Swift's music. I don't know a whole lot about Nicki Minaj other than she was a horrible uh, judge on American Idol. I mean, it was it was horrid. Okay, it was absolutely it was a horror show. I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift's face, personally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's she's not that hard on the eyes. Nobody. I don't think she's ever been accused of being ugly. Unlike that Nicki Minaj. So I tell you what's (laughs) ugly. What's ugly is what's going on around this nation in terms of the massive crime wave that is being foisted onto the American people through an open border and a scourge of illegal immigration that is intentional. Absolutely intentional. We know it's if you didn't believe it was intentional before, you need to believe it now, because after Kate Steinle was murdered in broad daylight by an illegal who was put out on the streets intentionally, willfully by the United States government after he had been deported, what, 50 times? I mean, you know, after two or three times, does it even matter? It's like an an obnoxious number Uh, after she was shot and murdered a beautiful young woman, absolutely unnecessarily. Uh, legislation has just been flying from a variety of different people in order to 
stop this nonsense. Actually, before she was even shot, our guy Trump, who is just under a whole lot of fire, we're going to talk a little bit about Trump uh, later in terms of the race for the GOP, but love him or hate him, one thing that he did really right by the American people was he spoke up about the scourge that is involved with this illegal immigration. And like I was starting to say, if you didn't believe that the Obama administration was doing this willfully to the American people... You know it now because he has already threatened to veto any legislation that will stop federal funds going towards sanctuary cities. How did that guy end up on the streets with a gun and able to shoot Kate Steinle as she walked around with her dad? Because it was a sanctuary city. It, 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 he didn't call her family for a reason. Picked up the phone and called Sandra Fluck's family. Oh, my gosh. Rush Limbaugh called her a slut. He had to pick up the phone and call her. Oh, how was she holding up under that? under that pressure. You know, he'll pick up the, the, the phone and, and send a, you know, a delegation to, you know, some thug's funeral in, you know, uh, Arkansas or no, Missouri. Where was it? Where was the Michael? Oh, it was St. Louis. It was right by you. Ferguson, Missouri. But, you know, he's not going to call state Kate Steinle's family. In fact, at the point he specifically spit in their face because he chose the moment in which Kate Steinle's father was speaking to Congress. He chose that moment to threaten to veto any legislation. Can you believe that, that Alicia? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't think he should be calling any of those people's families. I mean, I just don't see our president should be involved. To be honest, uh, well, that's a good he, point. But if he's going to get involved and call some people, then he need to not he need to not make it obvious that the only people he cares to call are the families or the victims of either you know outrageous you know liberal idiots like Sandra Fluck, who I mean they're right. they, I use the term idiot intentionally because they're useful idiots. She was a useful idiot for his agenda, just like the the families of Trayvon Martin and others are useful idiots for his agenda because that's all that this is about. And Kate Steinle, you know, she's just she she was another form of that and the fact that she's collateral damage. You know, if, if, if people like that have to die on the streets for them to expand their welfare class and their dependency state so that they can they can get take control in, in the form of a permanent voting block and get their agenda passed, so be it. That's that's what I think is going on, Alicia. Well, I mean, I don't know that he had... I can't tell whether he cares or not about the death of this girl. I mean, certainly murder is horrible and um, I would hope that he has at least enough empathy to not want to see women and and girls being murdered on the streets unnecessarily. But I really feel like, uh, and I think the timing politically, I was threatening to veto the uh, any kind of uh, immigration bills or reform was was poorly timed because it did make it look like uh, he doesn't care about the victims of crimes from uh, illegal aliens. But as I said before, I don't think that sealing the border is going to stop it. I think what we need to be doing is we need to be putting violent criminals in jail. California is letting out a bunch of criminals because we're overloaded in our our jails, and that has to do with having too many people in jail that shouldn't be in jail and a lot of people in jail. Um, are being let go and deported instead of being held. Well, it's a combination of a lot of things. It's a combination of not enforcing the immigration laws that we have on the books. It's having these sanctuary cities, which enables the illegals that are here uh, to stay here. And, you know, it, it all, you know, it all feeds itself. Um, you know, it, it's also a combination of um not having um, proper checks and balances in our system, that when we've got illegals here, you know, we have... we but have. You know, what's crazy about this is that if we actually cared about the immigrants, we would be helping the people who want to come here legally 
and have jobs and pay into the system, we would, instead of allowing people who are scofflaws and criminals to stay and protecting them, because that's actually creating more division, and it's punishing the people who are trying to immigrate legally. I think the immigration is a wonderful thing for this country, and it's what this country is built upon. We should do so in a way that's legal and orderly. Well, not only legal and orderly, but we have immigration laws in the books. I'm not opposed necessarily to Kate's law with the five years if they're a felon, but it's so nitpicky, it's so specific, that quite frankly, I think I think it's symbolic. And if we need symbolism in order to get people on board to understand the scourge that we have, I mean, I reported a couple weeks ago about the the enormous amount of sexual uh, crimes that have happened just in North Carolina alone. I think it's something like, you know, thousands and thousands. I don't remember the exact number. Thousands and thousands of crimes against children just in North Carolina in 14 months from illegals. Uh, uh, Peggy posted an article to me today just in Texas alone in I think it was from October 08 to April 2014 611, 234 crimes. So when you've got people like Chuck Chuck Todd on NBC saying there's no report out there that links immigration uh, to crimes, that's a lie. We do have a broken immigration system. I don't, I I think it muddies it to, to try to bring in the war on crime, the war on drugs, too much in that. I think the bottom line is this. I think you're, where, where I agree with you, Alicia, is that we need to have an immigration system. We need to seal the border. If fences didn't work, there wouldn't be one around the White House. We we need to secure our borders, and we need to have a smarter immigration system to where we cannot take in the poor that have you know third grade educations, have no skills, can't speak the language, and bring them here. That all helps push the liberal agenda by creating a dependency class. We have a ship offshore off of San Francisco that's got I don't know how many thousands of highly skilled uh, technology labor that they're bringing back and forth, you know, kind of illegally to work in the states. We need highly skilled labor here in the state. So what we need to do, and then O'Reilly says last night when Stossel brought up the same thing you did, said, let's be a little bit smarter with immigration. Well, we can't discriminate and only let in, you know, people with skills and education. Why not? Why can't we do that? Why well, can't- we certainly are. The reality is that we're not going to stop uh, Mexicans from immigrating to the United States. I mean, they're our nearest neighbor. There's a, there's a large demand of people who want to come here and work. And they have family members, and people are going to come. And so, well, they we should come here legally. I, I agree. We should have a system that works. And uh, and when somebody commits a crime, when they come here, they should serve the time. So anybody who's committing sex crimes against children should not be just shipped back to Mexico so that they can run free and do it again. Well, it, you know, I, I think we also need to not look at, you know, separating who's, you know, who, as, as though if somebody comes here to this country illegally, they've already committed a crime. So it should not be looked at as though, you know, like Bill O'Reilly with his Kate's Law to where the only ones that we need to look at as criminals are ones that have done, you know, extremely violent, you know, kinds of felonies. I mean, we're nitpicking here and it's it's insane. We cannot take in all of the world's poor. If we're going to take in poor en masse, it shouldn't be just the ones who happen to be located near us. Maybe we should bring in some persecuted Christians being persecuted at the hands of Islam all around the world. And maybe it, those well, people want, might yeah. want to come here. They might be a little bit more educated and have a little bit more, you know, skill to offer. You know, we need to be smarter about what we're doing in the country with this immigration. I, I, agree, that it, I agree that it shouldn't just be Mexicans uh, immigrating to the United States. And, you know, um, skilled labor is important, but, you know, the people that come here illegally who want to build a life, uh, immigrants can be some of the hardest working, most innovative people in oh, the I country. And that's what, that is what's made this country 
great. And so what we need to be looking to do is to bring in people who want to contribute to American society and want to better their lives. Well, how do you judge that, though? How do you judge that when I think the way you well, should... We get we get rid of first of all we get rid of welfare. If somebody wants to come here and work, great. But if they want to come here and live off the dole, that's a whole different thing. Well, and that's why they want the poor from Mexico. That's why we have administration officials down deep into Mexico offering welfare and entitlements. That's why we've got a movement to make sure that they're handed welfare and and water the second they come across the border. It's because they want people that are dependent. That's the whole purpose of it. Even you know Chris Matthews admitted recently that that's the entire purpose of this. That's why they want that particular group of people to come here with that low level of skill and that level of need because it gives them power. It is what has created a permanent vote Democrat voting block in California. And the goal is to do that nationally. So I got to move. I got to move on to the next topic, though. And it actually kind of feeds into I might as well. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Iran nuke deal, but we might as well, you know, who really got this whole topic rolling? And that was Trump. And Trump went down to the border today and, you know, um, the word is, I don't know the truth of it is, but the word from the Border Patrol is that the union put pressure on them to not show up at his rally. And, you know, that they're, the, both the left and the right are doing everything they can to marginalize Trump. When the reality is the reason why Trump is resonating is because the American people, and I said this the other day on Facebook, the American people sat back and watched a con man in combination with him being a slick-talking con man, white guilt allowed a con man to take the office of the presidency in 08. When, it, when, and in combination with the fact that the Republican Party refused uh, to dissect him and put who he truly was on display out of fear of being called racist. Then we sat back in 2012 and we watched a weak-kneed gentleman. Uh, Romney try to win, uh, you know, a knife fight with a pair of eyebrow tweezers in 2012, which then just allowed him to stay in office. And now we've sat back in combination with the feckless Congress. We have sat back and watched a dictator trample the United States Constitution. The American people gave the majority back to the Republican Party because they could see that after all these years with Obama, we were going down a really bad path. And the American people now and what happened after we gave the majority back to the Republican Party and said, we want to stop this dictator from trampling the Constitution. And one of the main reasons why was because of his executive order for amnesty that in combination with Obamacare, people said enough is enough. And the Republican Party didn't do anything. So, you know what? The American people, Democrat and Republican, are saying we like this guy who's being honest. We like this guy that that you cannot shame him with the political correctness stick like all the other ones. And he is speaking the truth about the issues that we face here. No, not every Mexican is a rapist. No, the entire state of Mexico isn't bad and evil. I just spent time down there and just absolutely love it. But the reality is, is the open border and the illegal immigration is killing us literally in this country. And somebody needs to stand up and speak on behalf of that, as well as the fact that he's also saying some other things that are really smart, like, hey, let's stop the stupid, you know, trade deals that's going on out there and and we're going to talk some more about another stupid deal that was was concocted that's you know um emboldening the enemies against us and that's the iran nuke deal and you know shame on the republican party and rick perry who's thinking because he's putting on you know some dopey buddy holly frames that that's somehow making him seem smarter coming out and saying trump's you know cancerous 
Okay, no, you're, you know, that's just silliness and that's absurd. The American people are looking for, you know, a non-politician to take this back. What concerns me, though, Alicia, and I want to take a break and then I want want you to answer this question when we come back because you're the only one I know who can answer it. What is the what is the sad reality if he doesn't win the nomination and he decides that he wants to go third party? Think about that and what that means for everybody. And we take a break because I want you to answer what that means for people on the other side, because there's kind of a debate going on right now about whether or not that's a good thing. Hey, don't change the dial, folks, because you're listening to the Andrea K show right here on AM 1170. The answer. The answer. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. If you need document preparation service for a divorce or a family law situation, call ABC Do-It-Yourself. ABC offers you an on-staff attorney with over 40 years of continued service. It's experienced family law document preparation service that you can afford. Call ABC Do-It-Yourself at 619-497-0805. That's 619-497-0805. ABC Do-It-Yourself family law document preparation. 619-497-0805. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533. This is AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrew K Show. I'm just going to shake it off. All them haters over on Twitter coming at me all the time like they do. I'm loving all my buds over on Facebook. And I almost didn't make it back from the break because I was looking at all these great comments going on over there. Um, You know, Doug Kaiser brought up a great point. He said Obama's too busy setting up rainbow lights at the White House. No red, white, and blue for the fourth. That's true. Um, Dan Perry, you bring up a good topic. I think I might talk about the, you know, tonight I was, the kind of the through line is about enemies and, you know, we're on the wrong side, uh, taking up, you know, with the enemies and defending the the wrong people. And he's talking about these Russian bombers that were off the coast. I'm going to research that and talk about that tomorrow night. Um, before the break, we were talking about immigration. We we're talking about Trump. And one of the big stories today about Trump is he's kind of been threatening or making some noise about going third party if he doesn't get the nomination. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're laughing. What's the reality of a third party actually having a chance of winning the White House, Alicia? Uh, extremely low. And tell everybody why. And, and Alicia knows this, by the way, because of uh, Gary Johnson's presidential campaign in 2012. Right. I mean, I was his, I was his general counsel. And, uh, you know, we had I had not known about third parties uh, and the hurdles that they faced going into that um, 
uh, work with uh, Governor Johnson. So he switched from the Republican Party to the Libertarian Party very early on uh, after he couldn't get on to the debate for the primaries. And he switched early enough that we were able mm-hmm. to avoid what are called uh, sore loser laws in most states. But the sore loser laws uh, basically say that if you run for a nomination in one primary and you lose, you can't switch parties later. Uh, and so because he got out, he switched pre- fairly early, we were able to avoid that, but we weren't able to avoid it in Michigan, and so he was precluded from the ballot in Michigan. Uh, the ballot access is a major problem. The two party, major parties, Democrats and Republicans, they are automatically on the ballot. Everybody else has to petition and get uh, approval for being on the ballot, and it's extremely difficult, extremely expensive, man-hour and money and legal intense. So Donald Trump has enough money that he could probably pay a whole army of people to get out onto the ballot, but it's not guaranteed that he'd be on the ballot in all 50 states, and he'd have to do it quickly, and he'd have to throw a ton of money at it. That being said, it's also very unlikely for a third party to win. It's only happened a couple of times where we've had a shift in in the two-party system in the United States. So I definitely understand Donald Trump's frustration. That was the same frustration we were echoing in uh, Governor Johnson's camp back in 2011. You know, the Republicans were squeezing him out, and they're doing the same thing yeah. to, to Donald Trump. But uh, third party is an awfully tough way to go. I mean, he can try independent, but, uh, you know, it, Ross Perot nearly pull, pulled it off, and then the, the two parties uh, did a whole bunch of things after that to make sure that nobody would do that again. Yeah. Uh, the reality is, is it's only going to split the vote, and we are going to be assured of Hillary Clinton presidency. And as much as I hate to say that, that that is the sad reality. And. You know, it's funny because you were saying earlier that uh, the American people uh, don't support Obama, and, and that's why they brought in a Republican Congress. But but I think the fact that he was reelected says a lot of people actually, besides White Gill, a lot of people actually like Obama and the things that he's doing. They're just confused by by what the the, the consequences of a socialist policy are ultimately going to be. Well, I think and they so, so everybody's going to grab those same people, and it's a growing majority, it's a growing group of people in the United States who want. Well, I think that the the majority didn't. And in 2012, Romney missed. And and the reason why Romney lost was because he did not. uh, We had not felt yet the pain of Obama's policies and in particularly the his main accomplishment so far, which was Obamacare. And he made sure that so much of the law that he wrote and rewrote and rewrote, which he had no authority to do. He made sure that the pain of Obamacare would not kick in until after the 2012 elections and the GOP did a horrible job in explaining to people what the repercussions were going to be in part because they are in, in many of them are just as much a big government and socialist group as those on the left. In fact, Romney, one of the reasons why people and conservatives were like Romney cannot win because he was the architect of Obamacare with Romney care. And because of that, he could not articulate why socialism was bad because he believes in so much of the big government stuff. And so right. it, but when when the American people started to feel the the effects of it with Obamacare and started to see the, that Obama lied. If you like your doctor, you can keep it and all the other and the cost and the deductibles and everything. That's when they said, oh, no, no, no. That in combination with the amnesty, with the with the fact that Obama's economic policies had failed, the American people were wising up to it and they did give the power to the Republican Party and poll after poll. That's the only way that they got the majority was because there's still enough of the American people that are not socialist and don't want it. And 
and we still don't have a republic. We, we now have a Trump who's who who can articulate the value of capitalism, who is speaking honestly about the issues that we face. And it is scaring the big establishment Republican Party. And that's why they're trying right. to squeeze him out. I got to move that's on, though. To, right. to, yeah, I got to move on to this Iran nuke deal before we run out of time. Because uh, speaking of dishonesty, um, we've got Kerry, the guy who, you know, attacked his fellow military brothers after the Vietnam War and tossed his own dog tags away, uh, has been negotiating away America and Israel with this Iran nuke deal. And, you know, some of the comments today, we now are in the the window of the 60 day review by Congress, which is really meaningless because this deal is going to go through uh, with Islam. uh, Well, yeah, with Islam, with Iran, you know, the number one. Uh, state sponsor of terrorism on behalf of Allah and Islam Islam is now going to be handed a nuclear weapon. In fact, this deal not only involves, um, you know, not stopping them from having a nuke, it actually assists them in getting a nuke, and it actually provides protection from the United States should anybody like Israel try to uh, disarm them from getting the nuke. And, you know, Trump, speaking of Trump, he brought up a great point. Not only are we assisting them in giving a nuke, but we are handing them $200 billion. Alicia, we have military veterans that can't get care in this country right now. And we're going to give our enemy and the the number one enemy to our supposedly greatest ally, Israel, we're going to give them a nuclear weapon. This is absolutely outrageous. This is what's going on. And, you know... um, uh, thanks to our, our Jewish friend from Israel, David Wiseman, uh, I guess the Obama administration has decided to throw some crumbs over to Israel and is in, you know, supposedly, according to an Israel uh, television channel, the Obama administration is offering some kind of arms deal to give, you know, advanced weaponry and technology to Israel. I mean, you know, Israel's military is, you know, and they're such, you know, technology kings. I mean, yeah, I guess if you're BB, you'll take it. But, you know, how was how how giving them some more, you know, uh, tanks maybe? I don't know what this advanced weaponry is, but it can't really protect them against a nuclear weapon. You know, that's so insulting over there. You know, we have, here we are, how many years out of out of 9-11 and the American people. You're right, Alicia. They voted for that fool. They voted. You know, this is why it mattered what his background was. This is why it mattered his Muslim connections. This is why it mattered what his ideology was. This is why it mattered when he said he wanted to transform America. This is why it mattered, because we now have a United States president who has a a Department of Justice investigation going, you know, to a gun shop owner in Florida. We're going to talk about him in a couple minutes. He will not ever, ever call out radical Islam. He will not uh, speak the truth about them. He, how many years would he, was he refusing to call Fort Hood massacre and a terrorist attack and called it workplace terror? You know, he, you know, he, on, on national day of prayer, he criticizes Christians. He defends radical Islam. He is intentionally, intentionally uh, arming Radical Islamist against us. He is intentionally, economically, and militarily neutering us. And, you know, this is, this is what is at stake here. And on top of it, we find out today, Alicia, that there were two separate deals that were done 
um, outside of Kerry that that the White House says they know what was in these deals. Kerry says he doesn't know, but Congress certainly doesn't know. IA, the IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Association, I guess, did two separate mm-hmm. deals with Iran, one that involved Parchin, which supposedly initially was supposed to be closed. They're going to have access. They negotiated an access deal with that, as well as other aspects involving military dimension we don't know anything about. We find out today that when Obama, the liar-in-chief, said that um, any time access uh, that he promised was never a part of the deal. They have 24 days notice for, for for anybody to come in and check this. This is a deal that has almost guaranteed, and I don't think I'm overstating it to say that it's almost guaranteed, you know, a nuclear attack on, on Israel, if not us, Alicia. Well, I definitely think that uh, it, Iran will be in a nuclear state. Uh, I think that what's happened here is that Obama was betting that Iran was going to be a nuclear state regardless of what we did. And so he was just trying to he's trying to make friends with them and use them as our as allies in the Middle East so that we can deal with ISIS and all the problems that they're having. Uh, in Syria and in Iraq, which also uh, poses a threat to Saudi Arabia, who, uh, you know, is a, a big, uh, you know, supplier of oil and a big partner in, in a lot of ways to the United States. Uh, so I do think that Iran is going to become a nuclear state. I just don't, I think that the idea that we can befriend them and talk them out of attacking Israel is probably pretty naive. And so I'm concerned about what's going to happen over there because Israel has the right to protect themselves and I believe will protect themselves and it could be very okay. uh, it could be pretty bad. Okay, so let's say you're right and they were going to become a nuclear state one way or the other, which I don't necessarily believe. Why help them out with it? What do we get out of it? Where, where, what did we get out of it? So they're going to end up if the whole the whole point was supposed to prevent them from getting getting a nuke. If now if now the idea is well they were going to get it anyway, then then don't give them two hundred billion dollars. Don't offer them protection for their programs. Don't help them out. That, that it's insane. This reminds me of that quote. I got to find the quote um, from Hitler. Where was my quote about when when he talked about um, he talked about how it was incumbent upon him? I'll find it. Hang in there with me. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Obama is betting right. I'm just saying I think that's what his bet was. But the problem is he's trying to make friends with Iran for various reasons, and you know I just don't know that he's going to be successful. The Iranians knew that he wanted some kind of friendship, and they used that his desperateness to negotiate a deal with him to get basically concessions on everything they wanted. You know, I you know I saw this quote today, and I thought, you know, call me crazy. The crazies are going to come out of the woodwork for me saying this, but I think other people believe this too. Hence today, I believe that I am acting in accordance with the will of the almighty creator by defending myself against the Jew. I am fighting for the work of Allah, Hitler. And that was from Mein Kampf. <laughs> you know, um, I've, I've, it, ISIS is a serious threat, though. And uh, if Iran doesn't get on board with helping us with ISIS, and I'm not sure that they will, but I think that was a promise that was made. Uh, it, ISIS is spreading like a like a disease through the Middle East. I mean, they're now attacking Turkey, and the, the caliphate's really growing. Why would Iran help us with that? And if Iran, you know, why? What, what was Iran doing because, in the middle of these negotiations? Iran, they were stepping and burning the Israeli flag, and they were stepping and burning the American flag and, and chaining Iran, death to America. They haven't done Iran anything to help us because ISIS is also a threat to their state. Uh, so they're gonna, they are going to help with this, just like the Saudis will. Even though those are two 
um, strange bedfellows. I don't yeah, think they, I, they haven't helped us yet. We have no reason to think they're going to help us. And, 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 and if you want help from somebody like that, you don't offer to help them, you know, build a nuke. You say, you, you know what? We won't bomb you, Iran, if you'll help us out with ISIS. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of language you need to have a Trump there saying, you know what? Here's the deal we'll make with you. We won't drop a we won't we won't do a Jimmy Doolittle style raid on you. OK, if you help us out with ISIS, you don't offer to help them build a nuclear bomb. There's no rational justification for this. That's why I have to go to that quote. We got to go to a quick break. We're going to take a very quick and we come back. We're going to pick it up on the other side. We're going to talk about um, this shop owner in Florida and get Alicia's uh, labor law opinion on this guy who's under the the fire for his Muslim free zone. And we're going to talk about Planned Parenthood. So stay tuned, folks. The show ain't over. It's the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Look at that face. You look like my next mistake. Love's a game. Want to play. AM1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM1170theanswer. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. Nobody beats Al Cajon Ford, and nobody treats you better. Nobody makes it easier for you, especially now during the summer sale at El Cajon Ford. The best selection of the year, deeper El Cajon Ford discounts, your choice of savings that are just phenomenal. Everything from the Focus, the Fiesta, the Fusions, to the F-Series trucks, the Explorers, Edges, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find the deeper discounts at El Cajon Ford and the kind of service that only they do with the way they do it. El Cajon Ford, Broadway and East Main, local, family-owned, ElCajonFord.com. Look no further. We have the answer. AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. I almost didn't want to come back from the break. I love that song. Even though that, it was, isn't that song that crazy girl who was licking on donuts a couple weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ariana Grande. <laughs> There's actually a picture of a donut shop owner who said, uh, he posted something that said, these were not licked by Ariana Grande. You know what? That's that's one cute girl, though. He could probably, they could probably sell a lot of donuts if, if they advertised that they were licked by her. Um, but speaking of shop owners, um, you know, tonight's show is all about, you know, wars and enemies. And are we, are we fighting the right enemies or, or, you know, we defending the wrong ones? You know, what are we doing here mm-hmm. with these war? Well, radical Islam has waged a war on America. And, you know, it, and it doesn't it in it's a war of ideology. You know, we were talking about ISIS before the break, but I'm always squeamish when the, when the subject becomes about a group because it doesn't it was Al Qaeda before. We've got this group over here. We've got there's so many different names of the different groups, but they all represent one thing, Alicia. They represent Islam. And, you know, it it doesn't matter to me what banner or what, you know, color this particular gang. It's like the gangs in L.A. You know, I don't care whether they call themselves the Crips or the Bloods. It's the same thing. So the ideology is what we fight here. And, you know, 
it's not homegrown terror. It's Islamic terror. And so there's a shop owner, a gun shop owner in Florida, who after the Tennessee uh, shootings that left four American, five American heroes dead. He's like, that's it. He's like, you know what? He says, you know, I'm going to make my, his name is Andy Halliman from Florida Gun Supply. He did a, posted a video on his company's Facebook page, and he's declaring his business a Muslim-free zone. And he said that, you know, our leaders are telling us that Islam is a peaceful religion full of tolerance, love, and hope. He says, don't believe their lies. He says, so effective immediately, I am declaring uh, Florida Gun Supply as a Muslim-free zone, and I will not arm and train those who wish to do harm to my fellow patriots. He says, we are at a war. And, you know, of course, now the uh, Islamic advocacy groups like CARE, which are really front groups uh, for terrorist organizations like the Muslim Brotherhood, who have stated that they want to replace the Constitution with Sharia, now want him to be investigated, um, you know, for, you know, hate crimes and um, for discrimination. And, you know, uh, I I think he's and I I think that this goes into my argument for a while, Alicia, for why I have been saying this is a a war with an ideology. The ideology is a political one. Islam, the very definition of Islam is submission and it's about conquest. It is a political ideology and they should not be allowed to hide behind the banner of of religion. It is about evil. In fact, I want Dylan to play a a quote um, from him about evil. We're in battle, patriots, but not only with Islamic extremism. We're also in battle against extreme political correctness that threatens our lives. Because if we can't call evil evil for fear of offending people, then we can't really defeat our enemies. So here we are. I I couldn't have said it any better. Here we are in a war with people who want to kill us because we're Americans, because of our Constitution, because of of our belief system. And we've got a gun shop owner that's being told by the United States government that he shouldn't have the right to decide who he does business with. You're a labor law attorney. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um... First of all, I don't think it's a hate speech crime. I listened to the video. There's nothing in there that would suggest to me that he's incited violence against any particular group. Um, refusing service to uh, somebody based on their religion is a violation of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And so if he actually does that, he will be prosecuted probably by the EEOC or, um, you know, he can be sued in a civil suit. So. You know, uh, whether he actually does it or not, uh, it, it, I don't know how many Muslims are in that part of Florida that he lives in, but, you know, it, it would be uh, an illegal discrimination if he did actually fall through on that. Well, and see, this is what I where, where I think we've kind of gone off the rails as a nation, because what happened to, you know, I, I, the right to refuse service to anybody? You know, you, you know, we're starting to chop up and divide America into so many little identity groups so that everybody can be protected. The U.S. Constitution does not protect you from getting your feelings hurt. I ought to be I, there's been so many times throughout my professional career where I've made the choice to walk away and not do business with somebody if for no other reason than because I just didn't like them. I should have the right to not do business with somebody just because their personality rubs me the wrong way. You know, it's like it's my life. I should have the right to decide who, you know, when you're a business owner, you have invested your life's blood. You assume legal liability. You take risks with your personal property and your income. And dang it, you ought to be able to the right to just say, you know what? I don't want to do business with people who have an ideology that wants to kill me because I'm an American. Yeah, the problem is that this has been decided 50 years ago. I mean, we already, the Supreme Court and the Civil Rights Act have said for 50 years that we can't 
that we don't have a choice in who we do business with when it comes to certain uh, protected classes. That if you don't like somebody, you can choose not to do business with them because you don't like them. But if, if you don't want to do some business with a whole group of people based on religion, so saying I will not do business with anybody who is Muslim, that's a violation of the Civil Rights Act. Whether we agree with it or not, it's been the law for 50 years. Well, I think that that's one reason why I think this is just another example for why I've been saying for a while that we need to declare that Islam is a political ideology, just like communism is, just like being a Republican is a political ideology. Uh, you know, it's not a slur. It's a statement of fact. And, and you know, it, it, and, and that political ideology does not you is, is not a shield with which you can hide behind in order to force people just like, you know, gay people. There is no proof that you're born gay. You, you if you think you're you know, whatever your thoughts are about homosexuality is a is a belief. It's an opinion. And you don't get protected by the U.S. Constitution for, you know, having it a, a, an opinion. It doesn't make you a protected class. And, you know, but it, but it does <laughs> religion, your belief in who, who is God and what happens to you in the afterlife is also a belief or an opinion. And that is protected. So, you know, um, well, but I, then it's I, not because then it's not how, how the reverse is. If if a business owner has to be has to be forced to, you know, bake a cake for somebody, then their religious rights are trampled. So, so where does it end? So you can't say, well, I can't refuse to do business with, with a Muslim because that because of their religion. And you can turn right around and tell a business owner that they that their religious beliefs aren't protected. Right. I mean, the, the answer that the law gives is that, well, you can choose to not be a baker. I mean, I don't think that's a very satisfying answer. There is definitely a hierarchy of whose rights are slightly more preferred than others. I mean, I, an example of this was I just wrote an article about a week ago that um, it's now the law, uh, according to the EOC, that if you are a transgendered person, whether, regardless of whether you've had a sex change or not, that you are allowed to choose to use whatever restroom you want to use, despite what your biology may be. And so women are pro- were protesting that they would have men who were transgendered women coming into their restrooms, but the EOC says that's protected. So whose rights uh, are whose rights trumps the rights of the transgender person? Apparently, trumps the rights of the women. So you know th- these things are not always going to be equal and fair. Uh, and and, and right, and you know what? That's a good point. In the in the short time we have left, the the problem with liberalism is it's about trying to create fairness where there is not necessarily fairness in life. You know, it's one of the first things that we're taught. You know, or should be taught growing up is that life ain't fair. Okay, there's always going to be somebody who's got a little bit more money than you, or somebody who's maybe smarter than you, or somebody who's maybe better looking than you. And you know, it's not the government's role to provide equal outcomes to everybody in life. And you know, and that's part of the problem what we've got going on here is they're about dividing us up, trying to make people feel like victims in order to give government control over the outcomes. And Alicia, thank you for being a part of the Andrea K show tonight. I'm going to impose on you. I'm going to call you later to see if you can call in tomorrow night. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot for that. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is the Andrea K show on AM 1170. The answer, Dijon Dillon. So happy to have you share this time with me tonight. Thank you, Todd, DJ Crudite. And thank you all out there. Let's keep the conversation rolling on Twitter at Andrea K5 and on Facebook. Have a great night, everybody. Love you all. Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by Andrea K. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.